And good afternoon, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Welcome to another edition of Steelers Brunch with Tony. I am your host, as always, Tony Defio. And I thank you for joining me on this fine and warm and sunny Sunday afternoon. I hope it's great weather wherever you are. Thank you for joining me again. And before I get started, as always, I'd like to encourage you to like our YouTube channel, the Behind Still Curtain YouTube channel, where we bring you podcasts each and every day. There's obviously this show. There's there's the Let's Ride, the new show by Behind the Still Curtain deputy, or I'm sorry, not deputy editor, co-editor, Jeff Hartman, the returning Jeff Hartman. It's a great show. Check it out. It's every, uh, every morning, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. There is the standard is the standard. There's the live mic hosted by deputy editor, Michael Beck. There's Beck in Black, hosted by Michael Beck and, and Jeffrey Benedict. That's great, great stuff. Uh, there is the Stat Geek, hosted by Deputy Editor Dave Schofield and his big brother. There, there are just so many. Steelers Preview, if I already mentioned that, forgive me. There's Steelers Q&A each and every Monday at 5 o'clock, hosted by yours truly and Brian Anthony Davis. And uh, Tuesday morning, at least up through the regular season, it, it's the retro show where we discuss some Great Steelers moments from the past there. And then in a regular season, starting with the Steelers' first regular season game with the New York Giants on September 14th, the following day, what will bring you Steelers, the Steelers hangover where we discuss that game. And each week at, there on after, we'll, we'll, it'll be called the hangover and we'll talk about the previous day's game. So please check that out and check out all of our podcasts on various streaming platforms podcasting platforms from Spotify to Google, you name it, we're, we're on it. So please check it out. We do we do a great job. The guys have been doing a great job putting this all together. Brian Anthony Davis, the the podcasting producer, they're just doing a, always doing a lot of brainstorming, trying to make your podcasting experience better. So please check all those shows out. And of course, as always, check out our Behind the Steel Curtain webpage, where we bring you all the breaking news, all the news about the Steelers. First week of padded practices. You, I'm sure you got all that last week. Any kind of, anytime there's an injury, anytime there's a transaction, we're, we're one of the first people to bring that to you, and we're very proud of that. And of course, there's commentary, there's film breakdown, there's salary cap information, everything you need. We like this, as we like to call it, it's your one stop shop for all your Steelers needs. So please check that out. And thanks to everybody in the live chat for joining me today. There is George Teston. He says, I don't get every Saturday off. When I do, I like to have brunch with Tony. Well, thank you, George. There's Jared Devil, Ryan O'Toole, Coda. Thank you all for joining me. I look forward to having a great show with you guys today and, and having a lot of interactions. David Nolan. Thank you. He calls me Tony, Tony Maroney. Oh, okay. That's, uh, I get it. Steelers Pittsburgh. So thanks, everybody, and uh, I just wanted to talk about a lot of different things today, and I want to talk, I want to start off the show with a bunch of really quick opinions about various things I've, I've noticed from the first week of padded practices at Heinz Field. They, the Steelers kicked off their, their uh, padded practices last Monday, the 17th, and I think they their only day off was Thursday, so they had four full days of padded practices, so I wanted to share some of my observations with you. And the first thing, I think the biggest thing that, that come out of, of week one is all of the great stories and all the praise you're hearing about quarterback Ben Roethlisberger. 
you know, as I wrote about the other day, you, it's, it's normal for you to hear great stories about the franchise quarterback that, that, you know, and how he looks good and how he's a leader. But I think this year with, with, with Ben coming off of a, uh, off a ma major elbow surgery that forced him to miss, obviously, all but six quarters of the 20, uh, 2019 season, I think it's more important than ever to, to hear great progress about him. You know, we're hearing about how hungry he is, how much of a great leader he's become. There was a story earlier in the week when Kevin Dotson, the, the, the uh, new left tackle that they drafted in the fourth round, he suffered a minor, a minor knee injury, you know, by the way, that he's, he's fine. But uh, there were reports that Ben went over and helped him off the field, which was great to hear. It, it, it's, you don't always get that kind of stuff from a, a veteran franchise quarterback. So that was nice, but more importantly, more than anything else, is the fact that he, his arm appears to be on the way back. Uh, we, we, we heard the stories about from Vance McDonald, talking about how he was amazed that when, when he saw Ben throwing a pass off his back foot and hitting Deontay Johnson, the second year receiver in stride in the end zone. So that's, that's, that's great to hear. And we're hearing stories about how he's pushing his, he's pushing his elbow and really testing it. And there, so far there have been no problems. So I think that's, that could only be encouraging for, for a guy like that. Cause like it's cliche to say, but as Ben goes in 2020, that's where the Steelers will go. I mean, we, we, we saw last year, Without Ben, and even with pretty bad quarterback play, you might be able to to uh, to hang in there. But but you're not going to be a contender. So it's paramount that that he comes back as close to 100% as he can at the age of 38. And that's the first thing I thought that was encouraging. And and, and it, obviously that goes without saying. You want you want your uh, your veteran quarterback to you want all the news about him to be good early in camp. So that's the first thing. The second thing is I kind of keep forgetting about Eric Ebron. The, the big, he was a big acquisition in March, but you know, you kind of forget forget about the guy because there's just so much, other, so many other things to talk about when it comes to the Steelers offense. There's, obviously there's Ben, there are the receivers. People were enamored with Matt Canada, the quarterback's coach and what he can bring to the offense. So you forget about Ebron. You forget about this guy's a pretty, pretty talented uh, receiver, pretty talented tight end. You know, he's a former first round pick. He's had some good years in the past. He's had two two seasons where he's he's caught sixty plus uh, passes, and he made a Pro Bowl I think two years ago. He's played with Matthew Stafford. He's played with Andrew Luck, and he's done pretty well for himself. And for him to come in here and and essentially be the number two tight end behind Vance McDonald, I think that, that that's a major upgrade for that position. I mean, it's certainly an upgrade over Jesse James, who you know he had his you know, we, we all love Jesse. Jesse caught the ball. Hashtag Jesse caught it. I'm never going to forget it. But, you know, he's certainly a, a huge upgrade over, over Jesse. He's definitely an upgrade over Xavier Grimble. And certainly an upgrade over Zach Gentry, the uh, fifth-round pick last year out of Michigan. So, you know, I mean, you add, you, add Gent, you add Ebron to that mix. Is he a first? Is he the number one tight end? Is he number two tight end? Who cares? I mean, that's just it, – it's it's – it's easy to forget that that's going to be maybe one of the top positions on the team in 2020, certainly a strength. And, and if nothing else, Ebron's going to, going to give them a, a, another dimension at the tight end position that they haven't had in years. Uh, a guy who can get, who can get down the field, a guy who can get down the seam, certainly not a, a much of a blocker, but 
that's not why they brought him in. They brought him in to be a weapon. They brought him in to, to compliment Vance McDonald. And if, if McDonald returns to a 2018 form, then, you know, look out. So that's the second thing that I thought was encouraging. And the third thing, I mean, TJ Watt. And it just, it just feels like TJ Watt is destined for, for just greatness. You know, you, you see it time and time again with guys like him. He's, He's been in the league three years now. He's getting better and better. Each He's gotten better each and every season. And last year he had 14 and a half sacks and he was an all pro. And, you know, people were, he was in the mix for defense, defensive player of the year. He finished, I think, third or fourth in the voting. A lot of people thought he should have finished higher. A lot of people thought he should have been a defensive player of the year. But again, that seems to be his, uh, his destiny, his, his career trajectory is defensive player of the year, like his big brother, you know, has been multiple times, you know, and, and it's, it's usually around this time year four, when a player like TJ Watt really comes into his prime, comes into his own as good as Troy Troy Polamalu was throughout his entire career up until basically his last year, he really tapered off. I think the sweet spot for him was like 07 through 010, 08 through 010 and 20, 2010, he was a defensive player of the year. So, so uh, I think it goes. I think it's it's not, not much of a surprise that that what from all accounts he's more intense than ever, he's more vocal than he's been, he's more of a team leader, and from various from what I've heard from various reporters by following the Steelers throughout the week, he looks to be in midseason form. I mean, you, you've seen the pictures. I mean, even before padded practices began last Monday, you know, you know, he, he's out there doing the drills in his short sleeves, and he looks absolutely jacked. So. You know, I mean, I, I think that that's that's very promising for the Steelers and the defense that I think can take an even – can take another step and take it to, to another level in 2020. So uh, that's that's another thing I found encouraging. And, and, and I just want to add two uh, – sort of combine two players into one little thought, and that's uh, both Benny Snell, the second-year running back out of Kentucky who Pittsburgh drafted in the fourth round last year, and – and Ryan Switzer, they, they both have uh, come into camp looking better than ever. Uh, Benny Snell lost 12 pounds, reportedly. And he looks, uh, I don't know if it's helped his speed or in quickness, but he certainly looks different, right? He looks leaner and more chiseled. And, of course, uh, Ryan Switzer, you know, the, the, the reports out of the first week of pad of practice are that he looks great. Whether that will translate to, into into – uh, anything during your regular season? I don't know. I don't know. You know, a lot, a lot of guys look great in practice. And then once the season starts, they don't really show much and, and good luck with him. Good luck with him getting targets anyway, whether he's a great friend of Ben Roethlisberger or not, you know, when you got four young receivers and you have two exceptional tight ends that I already talked about, <laughs> good luck getting targets. But Hey, if, if Ryan Switzer, you know, if he has improved his game, then, I mean, the more competition, the better. The more uh, talent you have on that offense, the better it's going to be for them. So, you know, I, I, I just want to touch briefly on Ryan Switzer, but I, I really want to talk about Benny Snell because I, I think it's, it was kind of endearing uh, some of the things I heard about him, like saying multiple times he was quoted saying, I love my job. And that's great to hear from a young guy because I think uh, fans get on these guys so much and even the media gets on these guys so much for, for acting immature and, not realizing 
that they have a huge responsibility as NFL players and, 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 and it's, it's a serious job and yeah, it is a game, but it's a serious job and they, and they have to be at their all absolute best to make it. And the ones that don't take it seriously are usually, regardless of how talented they are, usually don't last. So it's nice to see that, 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 that he's really dedicated. One of his position, one of his coaches, I think it was his position coach said that he was amazed that, that Snell was able to, to, to do what he did this offseason and, and condition himself the way he did, uh, even though he was with, he was away from the team. Obviously, they were all away from from their coaches all offseason because of the uh, the pandemic. So for a guy that young, he's 22 years old, just coming into a second season for him to to dedicate himself like that, I think that's a, a that that speaks well for for his character and and I mean he admitted he he talked to Steelers.com. He admitted he has a lot to work on. And, you know, a lot of people were excited about him last year coming into the year. He didn't really do a lot in the beginning of the season, but he came on at the end of the year. He finished with 426 yards after he down the stretch when Connor was, was dealing with injuries. So does this mean that he's going to be the, uh, the workhorse of the future starting maybe as early as 2021? If Connor doesn't come back, a lot of people, you know, saying he's not going to come back. And, you know, why would you sign a guy that's been as injury plagued as Connor? Why would you sign him to a second contract? So I think that's, that's, that's encouraging at the very least. I think it, it, you know, he might insert himself into the, into the, into the offense more in, in, in 2020, just by improving his conditioning and, and getting better as a pro. So uh, I think that that speaks well. And, and, and that's very encouraging for the, uh, the, the running back room. So I just wanted to give a shout out to, to, to Benny Snow jr. For, for, uh, taking his uh taking his conditioning up to another level and we'll get to see very shortly as, as little as a few weeks if he if it, if that elevates his his game as a, as a pro running back so he could be an important member for their immediate future if again if james connor isn't in their future after the season so yeah what else do i want to talk about i i as far as uh bad news you really haven't heard much bad news i don't know if that's because because the uh, the news has been censored. Mark Madden, who's a, a local legend on the radio, lo- local uh, radio sports talk show host, he's convinced that the Steelers have been censoring the news. Uh, our own Flip Fisher, he's concerned about the small pool of reporters. And Madden, you say what you want about Madden, but he has his sources. So if he's saying it, uh, I'm inclined to think it's true that the Steelers are kind of you know. And it's it's you know why would why wouldn't they censor their news? I mean if they're if most of the news is coming through Steelers.com, you're you're only going to get the usually the good stuff, right? So, but I haven't heard a whole heck of a lot about Mason Rudolph so far. You know, all the news has been about Ben, as far as the quarterback room is concerned, and and I don't know if that's good or bad. You know, because uh, that's one of the things I was intrigued about, especially with no preseason games. How has Rudolph improved after his second year, where he was just thrust into action? He, he appeared in ten games. He 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 didn't he wasn't a total disaster but he wasn't great either he was he was he he struggled often so I, I just I'm interested over these next two or three weeks of padded practices I'll be interested to see how how um, how Mason Rudolph what, what we hear from about him and about his progress so and one more thing is and I don't know if this is if this will continue but one weekend and we haven't heard about any any uh outbreaks as regards to the uh, the pandemic to the coronavirus pandemic you know there no players have tested positive certainly no Steelers players and you haven't heard about any other NFL players 
testing positive since since the uh, padded practices began last Monday. And, and I think that's good news. But it's also, you know, you have to remain cautious about it because these guys are essentially in a bubble at training camp. They're, they're you know, they're subjected to nightly bed checks or they're, they're tested frequently. You know, these, these coaches keep a better track of them during training camp. And so can their teammates. You know, they can hold each other accountable. The true test will be like we saw with Major League Baseball. The true test will come once the season starts and these guys are sort of on their own a little bit during the week. Uh, maybe they're, they're on the road. Do they, do they go out and party? Do they go out and look for love, so to speak? <laughs> you know, uh, even door, even at home at Pittsburgh, in Pittsburgh, are they, how are they conducting themselves throughout the week? Are they going out and partying all night or are they, or are they being responsible knowing that, you know, all it could take is one or two guys uh, that could, in, uh, spread this virus to throughout the team. And then what happens then? Are they going to forfeit a game, forfeit a couple of games or totally screw their season up? Right. So, so far so good uh, when it comes to that, but, but we'll see it. We'll see what the, uh, what the future holds when it comes to, when it comes to the, uh, this coronavirus and how, how it affects the season starting in a few weeks. So those are some of my observations from the first week of padded practices, I think it, it, there's a lot to be encouraged about. There's a lot to be positive about. And we'll see what happens starting. I mean, I think we're still in week one of padded practices uh, today and tomorrow. I don't know if tomorrow starts a new week or if it's Monday. But either way, we'll, it'll be interesting to see what what more news we, we hear about starting uh, in week two. So I'm looking forward to, to finding a, a, a lot of that out. It was uh, it took a lot to get used to this first week of uh, trying trying to, to get information because you know it's as i mentioned earlier it's not like your usual training camp you know you don't get the same kind of access people aren't, aren't allowed to go obviously and the reporting pool is very small so it's hard to really get information from a lot of different sources so it took a, a, a while to get used to but but i was able to to as a as a as a writer and and, and a podcaster i was able to to adjust throughout the week so so that's uh, that's going to bring to a close the first half of, uh, of Steelers Brunch with Tony. And if you're watching on YouTube, I, I encourage you to stick around because I'm not going anywhere. But if you are listening on, on one of the various podcasting pat- platforms, I encourage you to download. I thank you for li- first of all, thank you for listening to, to part one. And I want you to stick around and download part two. And we'll be back shortly. So thank you for joining me and see you soon. And we're